Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, May the 4th, 2023, and we are reading in the big book, and we're in the chapter, Into Action, page 79, the second paragraph. Usually, however, other people are involved, ending with, here I am, reading that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thank you for your service for the month of May, for the 12 Steps, Elizabeth B., for the 12 Traditions, Jen P., reading the text are Chris G. and Benita L., and our backup is Pam S. R. The newcomer greeter is Reva P., and the host of the second hour is Matt J. L. The reference numbers for Wednesday, May the 3rd, 7 a.m. meeting is 20,222, that's 20222, and for the 10 a.m. meeting is 20,000. 223. That's 20223. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Elizabeth B. to read the 12 steps. Thank you and good morning. My name is Elizabeth B. in North Carolina, recovered compulsive overeater. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I will now ask Jen P. to read the 12 Traditions. 
Good morning, Katie. Um, this is Jen P., recovering compulsive overeater from New Jersey and grateful for this meeting. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Jen. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study in the big book on chapter six, um, page 79, the second paragraph. Usually, however, other people are involved, ending with, here I am. And I will ask Chris G to please read that paragraph and share for three minutes. Thank you. Uh, Yes, my name's Chris G and I live in Tennessee. I am a compulsive overeater. So uh, usually, however, other people are involved. Therefore, we, are not to be hasty and fool therefore we are not to be the hasty and foolish martyr who would needlessly sacrifice others to save himself from the alcoholic pit a man we know had remarried because of resentment and drinking he had not paid alimony to his first wife she was furious she went to court and got an order for his arrest He had commenced our way of life and had secured a position and was getting his head above water. It would have been impressive heroics 
if he had walked up to the judge and said, here I am. Okay, so this paragraph uh, is an example of uh, 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 what, what could happen. Uh, and so we go back to the paragraph before where it says, although these reparations take innumerable forms, there are some general principles that we find guiding. So this is uh, an example of a form and an example of a general, a general principle for um, taking action. So uh, it says we are not to be the hasty and foolish martyr. Well, what's a martyr? A martyr is somebody who puts his life on the line, who is willing to die for a cause. But what's a hasty and foolish martyr? Well, maybe we haven't stepped back and considered how I, I need to con I think the general principle in this, in this paragraph is that I need to consider how my actions might affect other people. And the way I would do things in the past, what I would just tell everybody what they should do. And um, people don't like that too well. And in this case, he, he asks other people if he can uh, maybe and and they get to they they have a say in what what he does they have a say they that certainly his first wife could follow through or say no or remain furious but in the next paragraph we find out that this uh worked itself out and we have to be willing to to pause and take time to consider and also be open to uh, new ideas and maybe, uh, uh, of course, we need to uh, pray about it. And so this is just an example of, of one of the general principles that guide us in making actions to repair uh, the, uh, the uh, mistakes that we have made. And with that, I will uh, pass. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Okay, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who would like to share on this second paragraph on page 79? Charles H. Charles H. Anyone else? Don't be shy. Star one to unmute if you'd like to share on this second paragraph on page 79. Margaret D. Margaret D. Vanita L. Okay, that was. Linus W. Okay, I ha here's who I have. Charles H., Margaret D., Linus W., and Vanita L. Anyone else in this first lineup? Vanita L. I got you, Vanita. Okay, well, let's start with Charles H., followed by Margaret D. Thank you very much for your gracious service. I'm Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Um, 
I'm doing this so that I can have a better relationship with the God of my overstanding. Um, you know, it's a it's a spiritual principle to um to realize and to confess that I go from snake to eagle, eagle to snake, snake to eagle, all day, all day. I am not that uh, spiritual, <laughs> you know, um, but I have a book. I have many books because I have a lot of books that I, that I love, and I, I try to practice these principles. This is an open book test, and, you know, I don't know what you need to do. I know every single day um, I, I fall short, but basically I could stretch towards the mark to the glory of God. I can do all things through my higher power, Christ. I can do all things, right? My higher power, not yours. And, um, you know, even if you, like, you know, if somebody's unmuted, I accept it. You know, if I'm a snake, I accept it. If I have ego moments throughout the day, I accept that as well. And I accept everything because in order for me to change something in my life, I have to first accept it. And, you know, for me, making a sacrifice is like having a, uh, 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 like it's like it's like praying in front of everybody. Like, look how great I am. I'm praying. No, I'm a snake. That's why I'm praying. I'm praying for deliverance. I'm praying for breakthroughs. I'm praying for spiritual, you know, liberation from this world. I'm praying to be unspotted in certain times of the day of this world so I can serve. That's the highest position. You know, don't ever think that service. Is uh is the ultimate. It's a great it's a great posture to take, but it, you know a real leader compels other people to be leaders. So you know I, I compel you today to um do what you got to do for your recovery, do what you got to do for your family, for your organizations in in the marketplace and in the community. And I'm gonna leave a couple of seconds on the clock with that. Thank you, Charles. Okay, Margaret D, you're up, followed by. Um, Linus W. Um, good morning. This is Margaret D. Um, uh, from Georgia, and I'm so grateful to be a recovered impulsive eater, recovered only through God's grace and mercy, and realizing that. Um, and thank you to the first speaker who made the definitions clear about the hasty and foolish martyr versus the martyr. So that when we go down to the last sentence where he says it would have been impressive heroics if he had walked up to the judge and said, here I am. The word heroics and martyr to me kind of go hand in hand. And I picture... um like maybe a saint or somebody like that. You know, somebody that, who, that I could never ever be when I think about a martyr or being somebody who's heroic. The difference, I think, for me in this paragraph is because I have had, you know, if I'm, if I'm doing my amends right now, um, I've had a psychic change. And that psychic change is, I have to think about others first. And um, it's the difference between thinking of myself constantly, uh, of being self-centered. So maybe that's it. So the difference be 
between now I'm operating on the basis of love instead of selfishness and self-centeredness. So maybe the actions look identical, but the motives are completely different. When I was selfish and self-centered, I would have thrown myself into the volcano because then people would have gone, wow, isn't she, you know, whatever, courageous or cool or whatever. But now if I, if the urge to throw myself in into the volcano as a way of saving or making an amends or whatever, gosh, I can be so complicated. I'm so sorry I'm not very clear on this. But anyways, it's the, my motive has changed to where I can't do something for myself. I, I can't make an amends for myself only, even though I'm making it, so that I won't go back into the alcoholic pit. I also have to consider other people around me, and it's my love and concern for them that guides me, whereas before it was only, my only concern was I don't want to go back into the alcoholic pit. Um, I guess I'm going to have to pass on that because I just don't really know how to explain it. But I guess maybe it's because God is in my heart now. Okay, thank thank you for that relief. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret. Okay, Linus W. followed by Benita L. And then we'll open it up for more. Hi, this is Linus W. uh, from the Georgia Contingent. Thank you for the service. Thank you for your service this morning. When I heard this paragraph, what came to mind is my personal evolution as I was working this stuff. How when I first came in or back in the program, I was centered on myself. I wanted to come come back in, of course, to lose the weight, to feel better. But, you know, uh, and then as I worked through the the steps and started clearing my side of the street, um, seeing where I had been at fault, um, looking at all of my resentments, looking at my part, that evolution began where my views started to... Uh, my perspective started to include people and situations outside of myself. No longer was it all about me, but as I worked through the steps, I realized I have to take into consideration other people that being willing to do amends is a big part of it, but also considering how those amends are going to affect others, I think is equally important. I can't ruin somebody else's life to set my life straight. Um, And I think that's where that sort of flip-flopping of my perspective started in considering others more, in moving more towards service. Um, as I as I work through those steps, and um, I think that was a huge uh, 
point of growth for me as I worked my pro- and continue to work my program and still is something that I work on. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Linus W. from Georgia. Okay, Vanita L., you're up, and then we'll take more names. Hey, Vanita L. from Georgia, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Thank you, Katie, for leading the meeting. Um, Yeah, to me, amends can be really tricky and often requires a lot of deep thought and prayer and I've had sponsees bring amend, you know, potential amends to me, and um, you know, have to go to grand sponsors and up the chain, you know, because some of them can get like pretty tricky, and and what's really best, but really prayer too, you know, asking for wisdom to what's in harmony for the whole. Um, to me, it really stands out that it says, you know, we make amends unless it's going to bring injury, you know, to other people. And it doesn't say ourselves. And um, not that we're going to go out and injure ourselves, but we, I think there's a real tendency to want to protect the ego. Like amends are always very humbling for me because my ego has to lay down. <laughs> And um, the spirit in me has to stand up and make the amends. So it's humbling for the ego. And, yeah, I just think it's tricky. And we all know of people who've just read the steps off the wall and charged off and made amends and made bigger messes. And and also following, like, I have a template that I got from a sponsor, you know, the steps of amends, which keeps it super clear because... it's real tricky to just create more messes or stick in a little bit of blame in there or their part. And anyway, but a really beautiful, clear, um, and clean amends has so much power that we don't have power to amend the relationship with the other person. Just we can't control how they react. Um, you know, it, it does increase love and great possibilities for, healing relationships with ourselves and others. Thanks. Thank you, Benita. Okay, so we're on page 79, the second paragraph, um, which starts with usually however other people are involved, ending with here I am. So who else would like to share who hasn't shared in the last couple days? Katie, Hi, this is Pamela, Pamela from Pennsylvania. Linda, Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Okay, I got Katie T., Pamela Pamela P., who else? Linda D. Linda D., someone else? Barbara G. Barbara G. Barbara G. Anyone else? Barb W. And Barb W. Okay. Smaller groups this morning, but that's okay. Okay, we'll go with Katie T, Pamela P, Linda D, Barbara G, and Barbara W. Go ahead, please, um, Katie T. Good morning, Katie T in Greenville, South Carolina, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I just I'm listening to the word hero this morning, so I'm a little off topic because that's where I'm going to go. I am constantly. Um, 
amazed at the heroes on this line and just the idea of hero uh, is someone who goes forward to, you know, fight against uh, an almost insurmountable odds. And that's us with this program. We keep coming back. We've, we've, you know, we've done diets, we've done therapy, we've done years and years of um, trying to find a way out of this uh, prison of food. And, we keep coming back to the battle and then for some of us it clicks and there's something that changes either in our desperation or finding the the uh, a big book group or finding vision for you or a sponsor who uh, touches us in just the right way to encourage us and I just am uh, in awe I guess because I'm one of those we keep coming back and um, it, it's not always easy. It's not always easy at all. It's not easy to make amends. But uh, we find a way. We find a higher power. We find a program. We find uh, desperation. And um, we're, we're, in a way, at war with ourselves, which is more difficult than an outside uh, uh, what is that, a, opponent. And yet... Um, we find a way. We find a way. And this, this has worked for me. Vision for You, the big book, uh, OA, and my higher power. And I'm just so thankful and enjoying listening to all of you this morning. Thank you for being here. Bye-bye. Thank you, Katie. Okay, uh, Pamela P., you're up, followed by Linda D. Hello. This is Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Thank everyone who do service. Um. Yeah, so I just feel like in order to keep my recovery, um, I got to be aware of people, places, and things. And I do give a lot of myself to the fellowship, um, my OA fellowship, and some of the people I contact vision for you, um, like from sharing or reading, like the 12 step or doing serving to that obey. Uh, sponsoring is so hard for me. I can't Im- imagine me being that, but you never know what God could do. Um, but I do call a lot of people every day, five people a day, um, try and talk to people. So I enjoy the fellowship. People place the things that are not in the fellowship. I got to be very aware. So sometimes I must be a little selfish to keep some my recovery. Because I need to work my program like my life depends on and do take a lot of my time. But also the mental state. Certain people, though, they don't mean to trigger me and trigger me to the food. And I just got to keep an arm left of them. And not being like, well, I got to be like that. Because when I don't, I give all myself too much and completely and I dive right into relapse. So I got to be a little staying office, you know, just to keep my recovery. So I'm feeling good today. I am nervous. I'm back to the lowest weight I've been all year. Um, and I'm trying to get to my dream weight. So I want to lose a couple more pounds to get to my first goal weight. So I'm really putting my all. But Going to the trigger food cannot be an option. Going to junk food or food with sugar 
Uh, they're praying to God that they like yesterday or better. I won't be a little overly restricted, the anorexic side or the bulimic side. I just won't be in recovery. My body and soul. So please pray for me and pray for all your daily because it's definitely a wee program. So that's something that took me a whole way to find out. And longer I, you know, give 100% that all I need to do. And it's still not guaranteed I take, not take that first bite, but at least it lets the chances. So I just pray I don't take that first bite and all I'm praying. For that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Pamela P. Okay, Linda D., you're up. Good morning, everybody. My name is Linda D., and I live in central Connecticut, and I'm so grateful to be here to be with you and to be recovered. To my astonishment, I am recovered one more day. I just love Pamela P. God bless you, honey. Um, I love so many people on this line. You will never know how much help you give me. Different little things that you say. I'm a person that requires a miracle. That's what one sister says. Don't give up on yourself. God never will. Another sister says that. Um, Do you want to die on that mountain, on that hill? Harlan says that. Um, You just, you don't even have, I don't even have to know your name. You'll say something that's just extravagant, that's so heroic. Somebody's using that term. I think that to be, my experiences, I don't think. My experiences, it's very hard to be human. I wake up with me and I go to bed with me and in between I'm with me. I better be with God. I better be talking to God and listening. This morning I woke up very, very angry. Because my neighbor, blah, 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 and she really is a uh, challenging person. That's a, a program way of saying a bitch. And she's a difficult, treacherous person. There aren't many in the world, my personal world, but she's one of them. But it was so exaggerated, and I could hear different things that people have said that pulled me back to, wait a minute, where is God in this? And you're in the kitchen. Do you understand you're where the drug is? Of course, the drug is in my head. It's where I hide when I'm scared, and I'm scared a lot of times. A lot of times. Because life is fabulous, worth it, dazzling, and terrifying sometimes. And you know this. It's not just making amends. Really, you know, it's living. I love life. I love the person in the mirror, even when she's not very pleasant or attractive. So what? I want to be a best friend to me. That's not corny. That's required. That's what God requires. Unconditional love for everyone. For God, for myself, and for other people. In that order, or I have nothing, nothing to give anybody. So I have to go to all of you. Mostly I have to go to God, but I have to go to all of you as well, for sure. I really need you. Really need a whole tribe. Thank you for being my tribe. 
We're called the human race, and I love being part of it, even if it's hard. I pass. Okay, thank you, Linda D. Um, Barbara G., you're up, followed by Barb W. Barbara G., I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Sorry for that. And hello, everyone. Thanks, Katie, for the service. My name is Barbara G. I am uh, calling from New York. And uh, thank you for this paragraph. Thank you for the meeting. The word that this paragraph has inspired me is uh, um, considerateness. How considerate I can become, thanks to the process of transformation of these steps, but also of how considerate I must be at the beginning of my recovery when the transformation has not occurred yet. <laughs> Because uh, I can see by the grace of God the difference of uh, uh, the consideration I could apply and give uh, to people uh, during my amend process uh, uh, at the beginning in my first uh, two, three years of recovery. And the consideration that, uh, uh, again, by the grace of God, spontaneously flows out of my heart some days now after uh, five years. Of recovery, and uh, and I know that there is a lot of be transformed again still, but uh, this is to say two things: one, that uh, I have had to, but what did I have to do to apply that consideration to people when I was not transformed yet? I had to apply the discipline that this program requires me, which is really give all my willingness to the process and do everything that I was told to do with a lot of thoroughness, a lot of prayer, even if I didn't understand, because there are so many things that I didn't understand, but I did them anyway. And um, and it worked because uh, I, I just, I, this is something I love about this program. I've always been taught, you don't need to understand, you just need to do it. And that's, what I did, and that's how I find myself sometimes these days, after a couple of years more, uh, wanting deeply to be considerate with, for instance, my sister, who is uh, among the people who has suffered more uh, of my disease, uh, together with my family, and uh, and uh, and I was. I just feel blessed. I just feel inly transformed outside of my, and it's something outside of my scope. So I was, uh, I was incredibly grateful last night when a couple of days ago when I saw myself doing something that could hurt her and immediately wanting to, you know, make clear that that was, uh, I mean, that 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 didn't happen because uh, I have her well um, as a priority today, her well-being as an utmost priority of mine. And uh, is this uh, what I was when I came in? No, at all, not at all, not at all. She was my enemy of life and I was rageous and uh, angry. And with that, I'll pass and I wish everybody a good day. Thank you so much. Thank you, Barbara. Okay, Barb W, you're up and then we'll open it up for more shares. And just a reminder, we're commenting on page uh, 79, the second paragraph, 
Usually, however, other people are involved. Just reading that and commenting on that one paragraph. Go ahead, Barb. Thank you for your service and for everyone on the line and the great shares. Barb W. gratefully recovered in Illinois. Um, usually, other, uh, however, other people are involved. And, and I just think that in the whole context, I, you know, I came in, I just wanted a diet. I wanted to lose weight. I didn't think it involved anyone, especially not a higher power. That was all so new and so baffling. And hasty and foolish, that describes me. Oh, man. Hasty, foolish, going headlong, not thinking about collateral damage, not thinking... Yeah, hard stop, not thinking, um, uh, uh, or being considerate. So look at the word martyr, too. Uh, a person who assumes an attitude of self-sacrifice or suffering. That sounds like a good plan, because that's what I would do. Be- in order to arouse feelings of pity, guilt, etc., in others, Wow, I can't even be a you know being a martyr and and being selfish in that. I'm wanting something from from another, and then impressive heroics that describes me impressive. I just self seeking. I want you to think differently of me with how I do something. But I'm here on page eighty eight. Going back, it's like I'm here to play the role in the world. I'm in this world to play the role my higher power assigns. Higher power signs. I'm not supposed to be the martyr. I'm not supposed to be hasty or foolish. I'm not supposed to be impressive. Here I am. Now, to to my higher power, I can say that. And I guess that's all I have to say, and I really appreciate the shares today. So here I am, higher power, <laughs> showing up. Have a great day. I pass. Sorry, I wasn't unmuted. Um, Thank you, Barb W. If you have not shared in the last two days, who would like to share on this paragraph, the second paragraph on page 79? Allison B. Nancy P. Nancy P. Rachel B. Rachel B. Joanne P. Joanne P. Anyone else? Don't be shy. Okay, let's go with this lineup. Allison B., Nancy P., Rachel B., and Joanne P. Uh, Go ahead, please, Allison. Hey, good morning. Um, My name is Allison B. I'm calling from Vermont. Thank you for your service. I'm really glad we read this paragraph this morning. It's pretty much exactly where I need to be. And I'm glad we didn't skip ahead to the next paragraph. Uh, We find out what happens with this man um, and the outcome. But, you know, as I experience working the steps, especially in four and five, I see my part and I see where I've been wrong. And my reaction is definitely the martyr, hasty and foolish martyr. I want to fix it. I want to get rid of it. I want to apologize. I want to immediately just 
wipe my hands clean of, of what I've done. And this paragraph invites me, it's really heartening. It invites me to invite others in to really be intentional about how I move forward and how to change. Because when I'm hasty and foolish, that's me not changing and amending is changing. And uh, the wrongs that I've done in the past you know, it's an exciting opportunity to change that behavior, to mend relationships, and um, to heal. And it just feels very intentional to not run headlong into, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, here I am, look at me, I'm such a hero, but to sit with it for a minute and to make a plan. So that's where I'm at today. I'm moving into, I'm actually moving into some eight and nine step work. And I did want to take some of my, some of the harms that I've done and just immediately rush into, I'm sorry, here's what I did. Um, But I get to make a plan with my sponsor and call others in and feel intentional about how I do it so I can invite spirit in. I think that's the whole point. Um, So thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you so much, Allison. Nancy P, you're up, followed by Rachel B. Uh oh. Nancy P. Oh, there you. Go. Yeah. Yes, I'm here. This is Nancy P from Arkansas, Pulsive Overeater. And as I read this, what really hit me was just that. Just the sentence that ends with to save himself from the alcoholic pit and the disease is really a pit and my abstinent plan is fairly simple but it's not easy and I'm giving up sugar and All of a sudden, I'm craving these other things, this junk food that I haven't touched or eaten in decades, literally decades. I I find myself gorging on to the point where I almost feel sick. And I talked to my sponsor about it, and she said, well, it's a red, red food for you, and you shouldn't be eating it. And so if I give those up, I just substitute something else and it just seems to keep going. And it's just a pit. And my relationship with my higher power now is stronger than it ever has been in my whole life thanks to this program. But I seem to be missing part of, a part of it. I seem to be missing the part where... My higher power helps me stay out of this pit, and I'm not sure how to put the two together, and I know I need to do that, and it's frightening to me um, because I don't know what else I'm going to substitute for giving up these foods. Honestly, I feel like... uh, where it says in one of the steps or traditions where we uh, flee uh, 
if we are tempted, we flee, we, we flee from, that's how I feel about sugar now. I don't have any desire for it. It's gone. But all this other stuff keeps coming up. And if I'm not eating, then I want to spend money. And I can't do that either. And I just feel like I'm running around in circles inside of this pit. And I want out. And I know it's possible. I just have to figure out how to do it. And I'm working the steps. And I'm talking to my sponsor, and I'm doing my writing, and I have a hard time making phone calls. Uh, um, um, excuse me, that's time, and and we really need to focus on the paragraph that we're we're reading. That's I'm sorry. Focus our. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you so much, and Rachel B, you're up, followed by Joanne P. Hi, everybody. This is Rachel B. from Ohio. Um, I am really drawn to this paragraph, uh, and especially this uh, last sentence. It would have been impressive heroics. Um, I have been drawn to being a hero. Like one of my early memories is um, doing something that, like, uh, you know, saved my sister some punishment, and and I felt like such a hero. It was such a powerful feeling, and. I've been. I've noticed how um, I get a hit from approval. I get such a feeling of power and of pleasure, and it's very similar to the hit I get from compulsive eating. When I um, put something in my mouth, I have solved a problem. Um, okay, it only lasts for you know a few seconds, but um, I get such a good feeling out of um, being a hero as well. And it makes me notice that um, just like I've heard just previously, I am so, um, I I seek a way out of this discomfort that I'm in. Um, And my, the food has been down for me for um, almost a year on Friday. It'll be a year of the cleanest, most free abstinence that I've ever experienced in my 18 years in program. Um, And it just does bring up these other things that I seek, um, heroism. Um, And it makes me realize that um, this is such a gift of this program that I don't have to be, um, I don't have to give in to the, the hits, the the offers of good hits that I might get, you know, good feelings. Um, I don't have to be hasty and foolish anymore, um, and I don't have to sacrifice my life um, anymore. This uh, program feels like um, it might invite me to martyrdom when I have to give up all those, like, good feelings that I've gotten, but the beautiful thing is that there's something bigger, and instead of being a hasty and foolish martyr, I can be um, free of even that like attachment to things I think are going to increase my life and and let that pleasure go in a sense of um, martyrdom, which is really just a pause. And it's it's the opposite of hasty. It's that instead of being hasty, I can just arrest my motion, turn my hands up, receive the gift of right now, the present. And that is what is way better than 
the hit of admiration I can get from myself, even from being a hero, the ability to be present. And then my life is not being sacrificed. The only way I'm not sacrificing my life in this sense of martyrdom, chasing something that feels good, is by being alive to it right now, breathing, feeling my body. Time, please. Thank you. With that, I pass. Thank you, Rachel. Okay, Joanne P., you're up, and then we'll have time for about two more shares, or one. Good morning, everyone. This is Joanne P. from Pennsylvania. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater by the grace of God, and so happy to be here this morning um, to share with you a little bit about my recovery and to thank you for your shares and for your um, honesty. This paragraph, <laughs> oh my goodness, when I read, um, we are not to be the hasty and foolish martyr who would needlessly sacrifice others to save himself. Boy, that's who I was before I came into this program. When I think about the way I was and the things I did and the amends I had to make, to be a better person, right? These amends, you know, where was my selfish, dishonest, and afraid? Where was, what was my part in all of this? Um, and then the last part of the sentence, um, it would have been impressive, heroic. Um, and the here I am, it just makes me think about here I am today. Uh, a much better person, um, thankful for our program and our 12 steps for um, showing me a new way of life, for being a better person, for seeing my part in all of this, for abandoning myself to my higher power, because I know my my problem is my lack of power, and to learn humility and acceptance and um and gain understanding from our fellowship and from all of you, and especially from my sponsor. And, uh, you know, we're always being challenged really daily by uh, thinking about who am I? You know, here I am. Who am I today? Who am I going to be? Am I going to be the the um, person that God wants me to be? Am I going to be... Um, of service to others, am I going to be absolutely abstinent and honest and humble? So, um, you yeah, know, that's just what I wanted to share today, that I am so thankful for our program and the change that um, I feel in my life today because of all of this. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, we have time for two two-minute shares. If anybody, a couple people would like to jump in, we're on page seventy-nine, the second paragraph. Usually, however, other people are involved. Jamie M. Jamie M. Stephanie R. Stephanie R. Okay, I'm going to give you both two minutes. Thank you so much. Go ahead, Jamie. Hi, this is Jamie M. Hi, this is Jamie M. from Minnesota. Uh, grateful to be a recovered 
compulsive eater today. I am out on a work trip and many times on work trips before I have picked up the food because things just get tough. And I was having a similar rough night last night and thinking a lot about my character defects and some of the living amends that I'm trying to make these days. And last night I was just in it and I was thinking, you know, I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to quit this program. I'm just going to da 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 All these people are wronging me, just martyrdom. And then I took time to call fellows and I talked to them about my situation. And then I took some time with God and I realized that this was another opportunity for a big living amends. I walk away from a lot of stuff in my life when it gets too hard. I have a pattern in my work life of walking away from jobs every one and a half to two years. Um, And I always find a reason for it. I always justify it. But what would a real leader do? What would um, the coworker that God wants me to be do? Maybe I should stay and stick it out. Maybe I should stay and see how I can be a living example to other people. Maybe I should look around and see how I can be helpful. Um, all of the things in the St. Francis prayer. And it was, it was a bad night that turned into a great realization and um, another opportunity for this living amends and to see what does a living amends actually mean. I used to think it meant just the easy ones, quote unquote, that I didn't have to do face to face. But today I'm seeing it's really the work. It's really the tough work. And I'm just so grateful that God showed me that God put a mirror in front of my behavior and I can see an opportunity for real change. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jamie. Okay, Steph R., you have two minutes. Hi, this is Stephanie R. from Missouri. And um, thank you for your service. I just wanted to share real quickly that for the longest time I had didn't realize I had such a resentment against my mother for um, what I appeared, what I thought appeared to be a martyr, and um, how she, the behavior to me was just so, oh my gosh, giving up for everyone else and just not for taking care of herself. And I see that that shows to me that I was accepting the role of being a victim. And um, it's really interesting, my recovery does not allow me to accept that as my identity. Um, I know God has blessed me with a wonderful gift, and that gift is only expressed when I am in God's presence and of staying awake from things that make me feel my serenity is disturbed. And so I, I do need to make an amends to my mom for, um, you know, even judging her for the behavior that she had to use to get through life. So I just wanted to say that, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Okay, well, we have come to the end of our time. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Thursday, May 20, um, May 20th, let's not jump ahead that far, May 4th, 2022 is, and I wrote it down and now I forgot, um, is 20,225. That's 20225. And we will now close with the reading from um, the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. 
Will Vanita L. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.